Hey, this is Kelly from the Dolly Rocks. This is Joe Queer from the infamous Queers. Hey, Sweetie P. Martini. Hey, this is Indica Flowers. And you are listening to Our Brains Hurt. Our Brains Hurt. Our Brains Hurt. Losers. Well, they needed a jingle for the stupid little show, so they caught up the Jasons and we said, Fuck no. Then they caught us again and they gave us 20 bucks and we wrote them a song that said, Your podcast sucks. Then they gave us more money and they asked us really nice and we finally gave in and we said, All right, I'll write you a song, but it's gonna be a clone of a screeching weasel song that we heard a while ago. So we wrote them a jingle and it sounded really bad. It was the best little jingle that their podcast ever had, but the file got corrupted and the email didn't work. Now they're stuck without a jingle singing, I bring What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Our Brains Hurts. This episode is brought to you by Punkbox. Head over to punkboxrocks.com. That's punkboxrox.com for your monthly subscription service to punk rock merch. Everything you would find at a punk show, punk rock merch table at a punk show sent to your house once a month. This could include stickers, button patches, koozies, vinyl, cassettes, CDs, everything you could think of once a month. It's an awesome subscription service, punkboxrocks.com. This show is also brought to you by Merch Slut. Head over to MerchSlut.com for awesome band t-shirts, punk rock band t-shirts. Merch Slut gets her shirts directly from the band or the label. These are not cheap knockoffs. She also has a wide array of awesome punk rock merch. MerchSlut.com. Now, let's get to the show. All right, so tonight we're talking to Moon Temple, Brian and Justin, mm-hmm. metal band. Justin from another band. We've had him on previously. Uh Band that I'm bribing senators, fan. yeah, bribing senators, great name too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. First metal band, yeah, on the show. And it, so. you, you know, I'm a, I'd say I'm probably a bigger metal fan than you, huh? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, but like the the type of metal that kind of speaks to me nowadays is is what Moon Temple is. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I think a lot of people would call it stoner metal. Maybe I don't know. I okay. I don't think that's a good name. <laughs> Just because it's a little slower and more groovy, you know, like sludgy. I mean, I love thrash. Thrash is yeah. always my favorite, but like, you know, like a good band now, probably to compare, um, like Graveyard. I love Graveyard, <laughs> and Graveyard's almost kind of like a modern day, um, like. <sighs> I don't know. God, it's so hard to <laughs> it's so hard to compare <laughs> sometimes, but uh, they're almost kind of a little Led Led Zeppelin-y. Gotcha. But you know, are they anything like Night Demon? No, N- Night Demon is all hair metal thrash glory. <laughs> 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 I do love Night Demon. Yeah, they're pretty rad. All right, you want to let them in? Yeah, let's let them in. What's going on, fellas? Uh, not a lot. We had a, we had a busy, busy day for the band today. We did a photo shoot earlier and got new shirts today and now we're doing this. How was the photo shoot? Dope. Probably the most professional one we've done so far in any band I've been in. Nice. Nice. Oh yeah. Are you in a studio right now? I am. I am in, uh, the studio. This is room 33 studio uh this is 
where um, this is where Brian is the engineer and it's uh, our drummer Jaybird's house. Oh, nice garage. Perfect. Converted garage. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the best kind. Who came up with the name Moon Temple? I think we all did, right? We I were- think it was. I think, I think you had the idea for the. Ba- you had two names. You had moons and temples, and then Brian goes, and then we we're like, "Well, there's already bands called that," and and Bird just goes, "There it is, Moon Temple," and that's kind of <laughs> how that went. And we and we put yeah. all together, one word. Yep. There you go. Yeah. One word. Yeah. I, I I love it though. The um, that's what I was just telling Ron is like the I'm I'm a bigger metal fan than he is, but like uh, the type of metal that speaks to me nowadays is, I mean, basically exactly what you guys are doing. Like I think the metal band that I've listened to the most in the past two years is probably Graveyard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like you know makes sense. I, I dig the fuck out of it. By the way. Thank you. Tell us how you guys got started. Like, how, like I know you guys formed somewhat recently, like at the end of like 2021. Yeah. yeah. Amidst the COVID. Um, yeah. Just give us a little introduction on you guys, how you formed, who's in the band, who does what and all that good stuff. Yeah. Basically the drummer and I have been playing in bands together for a long time now. And um, he's always been, into the heavier side of stuff and I've always kind of been more of like pop and rock and punk and all of that and he came up with this riff um and showed me this one song and like or one just one part and from there I was like I wrote like 10 songs (laughs) so I just (laughs) took the ball and ran with it as they say and it was just like yeah because I had all that free time and um end up playing guitar a little bit different and then like we were talking me and bird were talking like who else can we get to play on this and i wanted to be in a band with justin for years like we always joked about doing scorpions covers and uh yes <laughs> well actually you and you and i played guitar together about 20 years ago when we were at separate bands we were in a studio we both had a guitar and you yeah. and i in like five seconds, nailed the intro to Rocky Like a Hurricane. That <laughs> like <laughs> with the harmony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any, anybody who wants to play Scorps covers is good in my book. <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what happened. And then um, I found uh, Chris. He was an an old friend. Played in the local like straight edge hardcore, positive hardcore band called The Pledge. And um, he was working at a Boston Stoker and I, I went there every morning and got coffee and I was like, Hey man, would you be interested in just jamming and checking this out? And he joined and he felt a little intimidated because we're older guys and been playing around the scene for a little longer. And, but he's been an excellent fit. And then, yeah, like Justin joined the group and it's just been awesome. So. Yeah. Brian like sent me these like heavy riffs and I was just like, let me sing on that, dude. Let me try it. <laughs> and, nice. Yeah, and it worked out. I think yeah, it seems to have. Yeah, I I think it worked out. Like that first song you sent me, man. Uh, I think it's the mountains. Yeah, mountains. Yeah, mountains. I think that was the first one you sent me. 
I gotta look it up now. But either way, I immediately was just like, "All right, <laughs> all right, <laughs> fuck yeah." Were you guys located again? Dayton, Dayton. No. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I just I was actually just in Ohio for the first time in my life, like three days ago. Sorry. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it at least it wasn't Toledo. Oh yeah. man, that true story. Toledo's. <laughs> it, it it wasn't mountain it was forest that was the one you sent me oh yeah that's a that's a banger yeah and then uh i i backed my way into listening to mound today i think it was today or yesterday yeah like oh shit i didn't even realize they put a third song up here oh then i'm not promoting well enough <laughs> well, well, I mean, you're the reason that I went back and checked it. So, you know. Well, we and we got a we got another one uh coming like real soon. We just finished up the mix tonight. Sounds yep. good. Mount is real good too, man. Like all, all three of these singles are are fucking really good. I'm I'm super stoked to hear hear the full length and see what see what you guys have once you hit, you know, hit the ground running. Yeah. Basically. I think what our game plan has been is just releasing the album one song at a time. So I've never yeah. done it before. Uh, I don't know if Justin's ever done that before, but today, this day and age, like it's really easy to do it that way. And having access to the studio has made that possible. So yeah, like, man, we can just like keep cranking out songs too. Cause Justin can tell you I'm constantly writing. So and that's <laughs> I think that's a cool idea actually releasing one at a time it gives something it gives you know people a lot of things to look forward to as opposed to one yeah and with like people's you know everybody has shorter attention spans these days so I think people can digest one song more than they could you know digest an entire album at a yeah, time I mean yeah. we don't want to we don't want to like forget the people who do want an album and want vinyl it's just right. like vinyl's really the only the only relevant physical music. Uh, yep. So that's kind of like we're just kind of waiting until we can have some help pressing vinyl before we even worry about doing a physical medium for the music. Yeah, it's true because yeah. like you know you put it out one at a time. Again, like Ron said, people's attention spans are not the same as it once was. Yeah. Um, but the people who are going to buy your vinyl are going to buy it regardless of if you put a vinyl out right when the album drops or you, you know, right at one time or you progressively put out songs and then 10 songs later, you've put out 10 songs progressively and, oh, hey, we're going to press this on a vinyl. People are going to, the people that want it are going to buy yeah, it either absolutely, way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. The cost of vinyl is probably like, the most frustrating thing about the music scene to me as somebody who like ran a label and stuff, it's just, it's so, uh, just hearing you say that I feel your pain. It's, it's, it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. Um, and, 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 uh, like, you know, pushing CDs on people is ridiculous. It's, 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 it's hard. I know, I know that tapes are kind of coming back, but it's still the same thing with vinyl. And, you know, we still would want somebody to press them for us if we can people don't even right. people don't even play the tapes that much either it's more of like a collector's item than it's a novelty thing yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well then i'm just gonna sell people blank tapes 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comes, with, comes with the moon temple. Yeah. It's just you saying buy our vinyl yeah, on the tape. Give it a moon temple like anyway. My 98 Silverado still got a tape deck, man. I'm rocking John Cougar Melon camping. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, you got to have the John Cougar. I, I um, you know, I, I've sang for bands for years and years. This is John Cougar related. And like, you know, most, most of, most of people I know, my friends and stuff that don't, aren't really into punk rock and stuff you're out there's karaoke going on they're like oh matt you can sing why don't you do karaoke i'm like it's okay but only john cougar mellencamp songs <laughs> that's it didn't, didn't he drop the cougar oh it's like that's yeah, just john mellencamp now i think yeah 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 but let's use the proper um name <laughs> I, I feel like that should be the punk rock metal staple in the world of karaoke if if you're in the punk rock world, if you're in the metal world, you can only sing John Cougar songs. Yeah. When it comes to karaoke, that's it. That's oh, the rule. Man, I kind of like to flex and do journey. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like, oh here, I can just hit these notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never done karaoke because I cannot sing worth a shit. So uh, it's um, yeah. it's not worth it. Just <laughs> yeah. you can't stop. <laughs> and I've never found myself drunk enough at a karaoke place to do it. So. Yeah. But it's, it's, I do think it's cool, like the ones that have like those private rooms. You get like a bunch of friends and stuff. Yeah. That seems kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I mean, cooler than the bar of people you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like to. I like the attention. So yeah, yeah. yeah. people yeah. who are into it are like super into. Oh it my too. god! That's... You guys played out at all? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. How many uh, how many shows have you been playing and like, you know, what's been the uh, like what kind of venues you playing at and stuff like that? Um, we're the like local rock venues. We uh, we've just mm-hmm. booked our first like out of town shows because we're 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 been in the process of trying to, you know, book shows. <clears throat> but um, you know, like the the rock bars, and then we got we got the opportunity to play on a really big local show called Holla Dayton. Um, and yeah. Hawthorne Heights was the headliner for that. So that was a big show cool. and it was great. Yeah, they're from Ohio, aren't they? Dayton, yeah. actually, yeah. Dayton, yeah. Good friend. Uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah we, we've been on forever. Well, yeah, we've been oh, guys nice. forever. I wonder if you know a dude that I worked with for a little while because um, there's a guy that I used to work with who was in Hawthorne Heights before they were Hawthorne Heights when they were like teenagers and used to play like Misfits covers and stuff. Probably. And he, he left to go in the military and they went on to become Hawthorne Heights. Um, but his name's uh, Andy Revelos. Does that ring a bell to anybody? There was another Andy that played drums before uh, Aaron. Okay. I don't think he played drums though. I think he played like bass. I think, I think this was when JT was still in West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It would have it would have been a long time ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) and that was like Hawthorne Heights had a different name before they changed to Hawthorne Heights too. Yeah, yeah. It was. I don't think I don't think they had done anything. Yeah. When he was in the band, I think they were just like a high school band, you know. Yeah. Gotcha. Have you guys been in touch with any labels? We're mostly interested right now in just playing out as much as we can. So 
right. we've been focusing on booking shows we've played like five shows currently you know so just we're just pushing there right now um like we can release our own music right now and that's that's been pretty good pretty beneficial so yeah we've had good um feedback basically from what we've put out so far so that's cool and having your own studio is killer yeah that's yeah yeah the best and and brian's ability to record is just outstanding like yeah you know he's the one he's the he's the engineer behind the board doing it all and that's why it sounds so good that's awesome when did you start doing that when did you when did you start when did you learn all that stuff uh i actually went to uh like a small college for it um a local thing in dayton and started recording bands professionally when i was like uh 20 years old i started my first studio and then um i only had it for a year or two because i turned it into a party place (laughs) and got kicked out of where i was renting uh, uh, I was like, what? I'm recording music in here, not underage drinking or anything. So, <laughs> and then it, and then I kind of took a break from it and was just working dead end jobs. And uh, I did like delivering pizza though. That was fun. Cause I would just drive around and listen to music, but mm-hmm. then I, um, I just cold quit my job one day and was like, I'm just going to record bands. And I did it for like seven years. Um, had a couple studios, one down in Cincinnati for a little bit in Northside and then um, opened one in downtown Dayton called Center City. Um, so I did that just off and on. And then once again, I just kind of got out of it. It's one of those, like, if you love something, let it go. It'll come back. And um, my buddy, like I said, just starting the band, we started a band and a studio together. So it's just kind of worked out. So now I have my own project studio that I can do my own stuff in. Um, and I'm starting now, I think because of the Moon Temple recordings, local bands are like, hey, let me get yeah. in there. So, and that's cool. kind of how it happened for me in the past too, is like I started putting out my own music and people started to work with me. Yeah, it's like free advertising. Yeah. When you put your own stuff out. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. It, is. it, it totally is. Well, speaking of, speaking of songs then, um, we'd love to play a couple, I don't know, Mound and and forest yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah that's cool but uh those are the two most popular ones on spotify currently so okay cool (laughs) even though mountain Mountain has our ode to iron maiden so you know (laughs) (laughs) well mount i think mountain has more plays than mound does i didn't realize that we put out two songs that sound so similar when you say them quickly but oh um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what song yeah <laughs> I, i'm so i'm i'm a um a physical geography major i'm liking landform names of your songs yeah How, so what's the, what's the deal with that like i wanted to get super nerdy on it and actually like come up with the coordinates gps coordinates for song titles but i thought mm-hmm. you know i was like maybe that's too nerdy but the whole concept like we're writing like kind of a concept album but releasing them in singles and it's called earthbound and each of the songs is about like it has a theme so for me personally there's a lot of like spiritual stuff going on with the songs um 
mound was inspired by Serpent Mound, which is in Ohio. It's a really magical, incredible place. That place uh, is cool. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah.
and then um yeah it was just kind of this idea i had like to do um a concept of sorts you know and i just thought yeah like there's so many places that's funny because as soon as i saw the mound thing uh that's what it made me think of yeah yeah <laughs> was that exact spot in ohio <laughs> yeah yeah so they the um the summer solstice like lines up perfectly with the head of the serpent and that's one of the lo- lines in the song we can stand at the head of the serpent the nice. sun and so it's just a little spiritual connection in there for me personally so yeah that's cool it makes me like it more because i'm yeah and that shit too <laughs> well and to be like full disclosure like i was actually in like a mental health facility for a little bit of time and actually wrote that entire song while i was in there <laughs> so oh nice so, yeah, oh, cool. going crazy was like you know turned out a good song <laughs> yeah hey music is the best therapy man. yes it is. that's awesome that's how I get sometimes it. that's how the best songs happen you know yeah yeah, yeah for sure that's cool yeah i guess so talk about um i know you just talked about mound a little bit but talk about both of those songs you know how what, what the writing process was like and um you know and then we'll and then we'll kind of fit the songs in there. Yeah. When we edit. Um, Just talk about the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. So um when Brian writes riffs, he usually has a, a a feeling behind it. And he did have and he did um, you know, he kind of visualizes some structures when we had the earthbound idea. And it was let's make the song mountain. It does it sounds mountainous and let's make the song forest. Um, for mountain, I wrote that one first. Um, I just wanted it it to kind of be like, like it's literally just about climbing a mountain. I threw like false drug innuendos in there. Like when I say we're getting higher, I'm literally mean ascending level. (laughs) And (laughs) and when I say a little snow on top wouldn't hurt anyone, it's not about coke. It's about snow being on the top of a mountain. Like (laughs) I'd purposefully be misleading. So it'd be like, oh, I hear what you're saying, dude. (laughs) Like now. (laughs) You're dumb. Um, And then uh, Forrest, Brian had the idea for um What's the tree called? The tr- is it the tree of tree of life? life yeah, of it. it's your roots go down to hell, and your branches reach up to heaven. You know, and then, yeah. And then I was like, got it. And then I wrote. I had that one wrote in a couple hours.
cool. That's a very metal concept as well. That's pretty badass. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Life's pretty metal. I don't know if it's pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are some of your influences when you write? I'll go. I'm I'm influenced by Mastodon and Baroness, um, Sabbath, obviously. Um the sword was another big one for me. Iron Maiden. I mean, there's too many bands to list. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. And then Justin writes killer riffs too. And we got some of his songs coming out too. Like a lot of the riffs for the first start, when we first started, it's because like, like I said, I kind of started getting the ball rolling. So I have a lot of riffs on here, but Justin uh, Mound actually, Justin wrote the beginning riff of that. And then I just took the rest of it and finished it up. And he's like, yeah, man, that's, that's great. So um, I don't know what yeah, Justin. No, no song for. comes together the same. Like, cause we just yeah. take, we just take any idea and just kind of let it flourish. Um, I am, I'm, de- you know, I definitely was raised on, you know, Sabbath as a kid, but um, I was also big into like, thrash like i'm a huge megadeth fan i love the new megadeth record um but then i i also i just from playing pop music most of my music career i have kind of like a a a pop sensibility as to any music can be pop it just needs to be something that is pleasant to the ears um, mm-hmm. and, and widely acceptable and that's kind of even though i'll write something that's that's heavy and not doesn't isn't correct with music theory it still sounds good to the ear so um that's just kind of how i approach the, the the songwriting with the heavy stuff and I'm, i think it's a good way <laughs> you know the um especially when it comes to metal too like nowadays I, I don't know. There's just, there's been this, such this weird like fluctuation between metal and pop and it's kind of become this, I don't know, something that it wasn't like metal has become like the, the more popular like form of heavy music now when it used to be kind of rock and roll. Yeah. Um. But like with some of the more popular metal with like, you know, these bigger metal bands that are on, you know, playing at the Grammys and shit. Like I think Mastodon did that if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Here. Um, they obviously have their accolades for reasons. Cause you know, yeah. extremely talented musicians and shit like that, but putting some of those more pop sensibilities into metal, you know, that maybe Mastodon doesn't, or at least maybe didn't do in their earlier years in their, in their latter years. Like they, maybe they kind of have, um, I don't know. It, it changes to me. It looks like it changes fans like perception of, 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 you know, heavy music and that it doesn't have to be this <clears throat> off putting, yeah. you know, to, yeah. to general fans that aren't, I think didn't it grow can, up in the punk and metal. Yeah. I think it can open doors for people. Like yeah. they can hear a, a a new Mastodon song, um, yeah. Like I forget what the the song title is, um, 
but it's just got this really great hook to it. But like listening to that, and then you know you listen to Mastodon, and then all these streaming services that say, well, if you like this, you'll like this, and it just opens the door for people. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I do kind of like this other stuff. So for me, it's like I know there's diehard people, and they're like, that's not metal, and this is blah. But to me, it's just all music, and it's all yeah. great. And there's no mm-hmm. bad music. There's just people that don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, <laughs> all like comes from the infinite. Like it's awesome, you know. Like music yeah. is a gift for all of us. So I like that. Yeah, it's people get caught up on labels a little too much. Yes, camp. And I think if yeah, if more people would think like you, I think um, yeah, people's minds would be, you know, open wide, wider open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A good yeah. song is a good song. I don't care if it's country or metal. Like, it's a good song. And songs yeah. have the ability to touch people, like, you know, like move you. You know what I mean? Like a feeling. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But I just love it when I run across, like, bands like Moon Temple. Um, kind of specifically in that kind of subgenre of metal. Because, like, you, you introduce people to stuff like you guys are doing. You know, and and they can go, oh, hey, that kind of sounds a little bit like Led Zeppelin. I like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh, I got like 20 other bands, if you like Zeppelin, that you might be into, you know, listen to these guys, listen to these guys. And then, you know, two weeks later, I come back to them and they're jamming on their couch to like, you know, old fucking like, I don't know, old Anthrax records. (laughs) Like, I found myself here. I don't know how. Yeah. (laughs) For each of you, what's the most memorable metal show you've ever been to or concert in general? Like if you think back to not not one that you played, but one that you've got one that you went to. Is there anything that you, you know, that sticks out in your head? One of your favorite shows? Um, uh, one that's somewhat re- relevant to the genre that we play, but like in uh, 95 or 96, um, I went to see Clutch at uh, in Columbus and uh five wasn't no no was 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 maybe 45 seconds into the first song and i was like 16 or 17 years old and it was my first big mm-hmm. show 45 seconds into the end of the um first song i caught an elbow right in the nose and had a nosebleed oh <laughs> by a dude who was like just seemed like he was a foot taller than me and yeah you know just every bit as big as you know as wide as i was so clutch had to have been that had to have been towards their beginning huh it was that it was they had the two albums out they hadn't they hadn't put out elephant riders yet so so the big album was their big album the one uh i can't remember what it's called but it's got space grass and starts out with big news one and two that's just called clutch it's called clutch yeah yeah I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I had a class in high school and it was like learning how to, it was in like a shop class, but you could do like a radio class too. And I would just jam that album, the clutch album. Cause me and my friends would just jam it on the way to school every day. Oh, um, I've been, I listened to it at the gym today. Yeah. <laughs> it's timeless for me. Metal shows. Um, we actually, we were getting our pictures taken today. A friend of ours, Kyle, he filmed a bunch of like local shows back in the day. And that was my first like take into metal. And I, 
I like wasn't into it at first just because my mind wasn't open. I was very much in my, in my camp, in my tribe. And, um, but something in me couldn't hate on it because the, the technicality of it and Mm. the musicianship, um, of whether it was the drummer or the guitar players, um, and even the screaming, you know, like some of the vocalists, I'm just like, how do you do that? You know? So it was just like, for me, it was this, um, I had an appreciation for it and then, and then started getting into it. So for me, like there wasn't a particular show. It was like all of the local shows that I would play at or go to. Um, I also used to run sound and I would do sound for bands and um, just listening to, yeah, that, that was kind of how I've cut my teeth with it through the local scene. Yeah. Cool. And that's Dayton. So did you grow up there? Are you like born and raised? Uh, I I was, yeah, born in Dayton, uh, but grew up in Troy, which is just a little suburb just north. And then mm-hmm. I've been in the Dayton area, living here since I was eighteen or twenty, something like that. So for half my life, yeah, yeah, cool. All right, I'm gonna ask uh, you these three questions. I know, Justin, we we uh, we asked you these last time, but you could do them again if you want. Sure. But for Brian, um. They're kind of random questions that don't really have anything to do with much. But uh, the first question is, if you were on if you were on death row, what would your final meal be? Mm. I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. The uh, Godfather from Debella's sandwiches. <laughs> nice. That's a bad. All right. Uh, all right I, we don't know what Debella's sandwiches are. So you're going to have to explain the Godfather. It's yeah, it's like your classic. New York deli Italian sandwich. It has way too much meat on it. Like Mitch yeah. Hedberg's joke, it's how with a cracker on both sides. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah, it's just like all these cured Italian meats and spicy peppers and Yeah. It's a good one. It's a sandwich, you know. Sandwiches are great. Hell yeah. They are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good yeah. What about you? You know, Justin? you know how I am. I say I, 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 or maybe you don't, but I think we said so, that depending on the day, I'd say something different. Kind of look back through my notes. <laughs> I actually take no, notes for no, some no, reason. No. <laughs> I wanted, I want a Italian sub now for some reason. Oh my god, it's so good! <laughs> right the, right it's the perfect the sandwich. Right at the moment, I want chicken tikka masala. Oh yeah, mm. that that's right now i support it so i'm, I'm not on death row i had some it's a couple cool. nights ago actually two nights ago at chicken vindaloo for the first time like a week ago it's good it is good it was really really spicy now if my last meal had to be vegetarian it would definitely be soft in here that's my oh yeah, yeah good yeah. stuff yeah good shit i feel i feel sorry for people in this world that won't eat indian food or pakistani food or just i, I don't understand i'm like you guys are so fucking missing out on like some of the best tasting shit yeah ever. i mean once once you taste that complexity of spices it's, it's <laughs> yeah it's amazing 
with, with I mean, especially if you love heat. I mean, it came. There were literal wars over. fought over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. Um. All right. Second question is. Um. So now, now that you've, you know, you're dead, right? So. They could take your ashes. One thing they'd actually do this: they take your ashes and they could form it into a vinyl record, so okay. they can make a vinyl record out of your ashes. So, if you were going to have your ashes eternalized in a record of your choice, it has to be a record that exists. Which one would it be? Is it weird that I want it to be Magical Mystery Tour from the Beatles? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> All you need is love. Is like that's my that's my jam. That's my song. Good answer. That's yeah. Good- you know. Hell yeah. What about you, Justin? <laughs> uh let's see. Man, it's the first one that popped into my head, and it has been like maybe the record I've listened the most to in my entire life. Appetite for destruction. Mm-hmm. I I think you may have said that one the last time you were on. Did I say appetite for destruction? <laughs> And that's cool. That's totally cool. That means yeah, I'm cool. pretty sure you did. I'm. Pre- you might have said "Lose Your Illusions," one of the two "Lose Your Illusions." I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure you said "Guns N' Roses." Oh well, "Appetite for Destruction." I mean, it was like my first tape that my parents got for me, and then caught me putting my ear up to the tape deck when he would go to say "fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good choice. That's a good record. I mean, it's a great record. That's great. Yeah. I And it's it's like one of those things, like, it's literally like, I like every song except the hits because I've heard, so, I've heard the hits just, I mean, Cincinnati, Welcome to the Jungle. I mean, ugh, I've heard it so many times. I can't, I, <laughs> I could go my entire life without hearing that song ever again. And Sweet Child of Mine. I have to, wait, is that even not, that's on that record. Yeah, that's on the record. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have to skip over it now after I heard that Australian band. Tell me, tell me you've heard. All right, there's this Australian band <laughs> who wrote that song years before Guns N' Roses put out "Sweet Child of Mine." It's not called the same thing, but if you go and listen to this Australian band, that's like from the '70s, I think it might be from the earlier, earlier in the '80s. But like, "Sweet Child of Mine" is ripped off oh, clearly. Man. Because there is no way that they just accidentally wrote the same exact fucking melody. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. no way "Sweet Child of Mine" is not ripped off. But whatever, they made millions of dollars off of it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, "Sweet Child of Mine's better than the Australian bands. Version. What's the other one called? Oh, uh, I, I, I will have to look this up. Sweet kangaroo. We're sitting there. Sweet kangaroo of mine. <laughs> Sorry. All right. While Matt's looking at that, the next question is who is on your Mount Rushmore? I usually say of punk rock, but of music. So, and you get five because you get a, a crazy horse too. So you get five people, your Mount Rushmore of music. Uh, Slash would be on there for me just as a guitar player influence. Um, mm-hmm. Jim Atkins, Jimmy Eat World. Gotcha. Um, I love Jimmy Eat World. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Like Lennon, John Lennon, of course. Big Beatles fan. This is a tough one. Michael Jackson? 
that's hell yeah. yeah. Um, just trying to think of like, yeah, like youth and like getting into music. Uh, that's funny that my my answer to the ashes question is usually michael jackson thriller yeah because that was the first i had that thought yeah that was the first when i saw thrill when i saw that video on mtv when i was like a kid it was fucking it was the craziest shit i'd ever witnessed yeah and yeah for sure yeah that was my first concert was michael jackson too when i was like eight seven or eight so i i would throw probably I hate to say it, but because people are like, oh, that's the weakest punk choice ever. But Billy Joe, because, well, yeah, when I was 14, I heard Dookie. And it's the same thing like we were talking about with the pop influences on metal. Like mm-hmm. Green Day got me into Bad Religion, you know. And uh, Green Day got and, so many people into punk rock. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Billy Joe's a bad choice at all. And and not at all. And he's definitely not the first time somebody has put him on yeah on that on this podcast. Like in fact, Justin, you said Billy Joe. I did, yes. Yeah, yeah. I just flipped, I found my notes finally on your last <laughs> That I I told you guys last time that what made me want to play guitar and start a band was the the first part of Basket Case where he's playing by himself. Like yeah, it was, yeah. It was like I just wanted to do that. All right, I found it. So the band is called Australian Crawl, and the song specifically is called Unpublished Critics, and it's from 1981. Got it. You listen to that song and tell me <laughs> that Guns N' Roses didn't rip off Sweet Child of Mine from this band. <laughs> it, even even like the lyrics are kind of the same. Brian's writing it down. It will be listened to. Yeah. Yeah, if we're done at nine, it'll be listened to at nine oh one. Awesome, <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Who's on your Mount Rushmore of music in general? Um, well, I was trying to think of this while he was doing his. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Uh, oh, perfect. Eddie Van Halen. Um. Ah oh, man, Eddie's always a good choice. I mean, I got him right here you can see yeah i love that awesome that's awesome (laughs) um that's a guitar that's buried with dime bag right the one that he i don't know i didn't he put that didn't eddie van halen put that guitar in uh dime bags dime bags casket think so yeah that sounds right yeah Yeah. i mean he had a couple different ones but i'm not sure if it was actual frankenstein but maybe the donated kiss casket from Gene Simmons. That's right. That's right. They gave they gave Dime one for free. Yeah. <laughs> and he was buried in it. I think Freddie Mercury is the greatest vocalist of all time. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. I mean, there there are a few that that come close and and maybe maybe don't get the credit, but man, the guy from Boston was Oh yeah. I can't even can't even remember his name. And I'm sitting here talking about how great he is. On <laughs> was the guitar player, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Mount, uh, but back out, out back to the Mount Rushmore thing. Um, I'm just gonna go with you know people that I've respected and with people that I idolized as a child. Axl Rose, I I, I idolized him as a child. <laughs> you know, trying mimic his moves and did everything and. For one of the first ex- things that got me excited about music, and then uh, 
I'm going to keep Billy Joe up there because that's what got me excited to play guitar and start band. And now I'm on number five. Man, I think I'm going to go with Ozzy for number five because Sabbath has always been a big deal, like ever since I was a kid in my household. And my mom and dad always, you know, loved him. So I think I'm going to go and, with Ozzy for number five. And, you know, the fifth one is kind of the wild card, and Ozzy <laughs> is the wild card. Well, go ahead and plug everything. Like, where could people find you? Um, what shows you have coming up? All that good stuff. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, just Moon Temple, one word. Um, every streaming service, uh, Apple, Amazon, YouTube, Spotify. Um, so, yeah, listen, mm-hmm. listen as much and as often as you can and follow us on everything. Um, Do it. The next show we're playing is going to be at Yellow Cab Tavern in Dayton on uh, March the 11th. And we're okay, cool. playing with a killer band from Cincinnati that Brian knows. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. Who's that? Blessed Black. Blessed Black. Blessed Black. Cool. Yeah. And we'll have another great Dayton band on the bill, too. We've got a couple of feelers out right now. Yeah. yeah. Not, so no effects just put out that. So apparently no effects is this is their final year, right? So they, they're doing their like 40, 40 years, 40 cities, 40 songs a night tour. And they just put out all the U.S. dates, and the closest one to us is Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> so you're still not ever gonna get. I'm still. <laughs> it's in June, and it's really it's Columbus is the closest. Yeah, one. it's like yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, I should go to that. If I make it out there in June, man, I'll hit you guys up <laughs> because I might have. I've never seen them. They're one of my favorite bands, and somehow they've eluded me. Oh yeah. Oh, that's one of the. I didn't even think it's like it's called camp out or something. It's like a two day festival thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it the punk and Drublick or dr- camp thing? I can't remember, but like, I th- yeah, I think so. <laughs> camp, They're calling it camp out. But, um, oh. I saw no effects right after they released, um, the Napolitan ice cream album. Uh, so long oh. Thanks for all the shoes. Oh, they yeah. just released that. And, uh, for, the genre of punk that was maybe the best show I've ever seen in my life. Cause I've seen them on like festivals and stuff like that. And it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like seeing them. At, um, it was at a place called the Newport in Columbus. Kind of like your midsize, not quite arenas or amphitheaters, but like right. midsize club. And uh, I saw them with high standard and, Oh, nice. Yeah, High Standard was great, too. Um, I, Bouncing I cool. think I saw him on that tour as well. Yeah, Bouncing Cool. That's cool. Man, and that was a that was killer. But, uh, yeah, No Effects' performance that night was one of the best. I Maybe my favorite by a punk band in history. Oh, cool. I did you see Rancid recently and they killed? Ah, it's too much. <laughs> I definitely saw that same tour. Uh, no effects, bouncing souls, and high standards. Like late, yeah, late nineties. Yep. Well, thanks for doing this, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. No problem. Let's yeah, and um, we'll we'll put all the links on the website, and we'll uh, tag you guys when we. This will be out Sunday night. Cool, cool. So we'll tag you guys with all the info and all that good stuff. All right, we will put it on all of our social medias as well. 
Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to check out that Australian band now that Matt was. Yeah, Australian about. crawl. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still remember the first time I heard it. I was like, what? Nuh-uh. <laughs> nah. <laughs> that was before the internet and all of that stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's possible, but we'll see. An infinite yeah. universe, man. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, you know, I guess there's always a chance that somebody <laughs> basically wrote the same song, but like, you'll, yeah, you'll hear it when you listen to it. You'll be like, yeah. Oh man, this is this is too hard to say. Like it's just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Take care. Yeah, yeah, Justin, good talking to you again. Brian, very nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, and yes. please be, be in touch if you guys, you know, come this direction playing whatever music venture it is, yeah. whether it's Moon Temple or any of your other bands. For sure. Yep. Yeah, man. For sure. All right, later, guys. All right, later. Later. Thanks for hanging out for another week. Be sure to check out punkboxrocks.com and merchslet.com. Check us out on all social media outlets at Our Brains Hurt and at ourbrainshurt.com. We will talk to you next week. Stay safe. Adios. How do I do this shit? I can still hear you. Uh, so what, what do I have to press? Close.